Hi everyone, welcome back to 84% Minority Experiences in Predominantly White Communities. I'm Elise, and today I'm here with Juliet. Hi everybody, my name is Juliet Aquino. Um, I'm a junior at the same school as Elise. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm biracial, I'm half Filipino, and I'm half white. So yeah, I think I get the best of both worlds, or the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks so much. Um, so today we're going to be talking about specifically biracial experiences, how they differ um, from other minorities, especially within the predominantly white community. So just to start off, Juliet, mm -hmm. um, just give me a little bit about your background, your like past experiences. Yeah, so um, my dad and my grandparents immigrated to America from the Philippines um, when my dad was like six years old. So he grew up um, trying to like hide his Filipino culture, I guess, because he was so young and he just wanted to be like all the other kids he was surrounded by because he also grew up in like a suburb. So he always, he had that same experience that I kind of have. Um, so growing up, I always had like this weird push and pull with my culture. Like I never really, I never really knew that much about like being Filipino, I guess, like other than like some traditional foods that my dad loves to make and everything. Um, yeah, I never learned Tagalog, which is the like Filipino language. And I always felt like disconnected from my culture. And then on the other side, I have my mom's family, which is white, which we don't really know because she's adopted. So we're just going with white. <laughs> so um, yeah, but even though I am half white, like I very obviously, like my complexion is very dark. I very obviously look some type of other race besides white. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, I always got um, people confusing me with a Hispanic person. So people always think that I'm Hispanic when I'm not, which is like a little frustrating to happen over and over again. And um, last summer, when I like when I was working, I had people, I had Spanish-speaking people come up to me speaking Spanish to me, <laughs> and then getting mad when I didn't speak Spanish back. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so I do look, um, oh yeah, racially ambiguous, mm -hmm. I would say. So people get like very confused by that. But yeah, so I went to a private, very, very white school uh, for like my elementary, middle school, junior high. So that was an experience to say the least. <laughs> so I was surrounded by a lot, a lot of white people and Honestly, most of my friends are white, so that's just honestly what I've grown up with. Those are the people that are around me for the most part. And yeah, I go to the same very <laughs> white-dominated high school as Elise, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought an interesting point you brought up is feeling racially ambiguous because, yeah. you know, I'm biracial as well, but I don't mm -hmm. really feel that way because I, I look, I feel like I look pretty black <laughs> like I mean it's hard I, you know I got the curly hair I have yeah. the dark skin yeah. most people kind of just jump to that conclusion right um how is that like experience feeling like people don't truly understand who you are yeah it's um it's honestly really frustrating and sometimes Filipino people don't understand that I'm Filipino too so it's just like another way of just like telling me that I don't like fit in in that sense or fit in with my cultural culture at all and I also have people say that I look exactly like this Hispanic person or like oh my god you guys are twins mm -hmm. when we are not the same race at all and it's very 
I it's not hurtful in any way because it's not like I try not to get like emotional over it, but it's just it's frustrating yeah. to just always feel belittled in that mm-hmm. sense, like just not thinking about my heritage or my culture at all, just like grouping me in with different people that I don't relate to at all mm-hmm. just because of the way that I look. Like that's pretty unacceptable, but it happens right. I would say really, really frequently, especially at our school. Yeah, it's kind of like invalidating in a sense. Right, Because it's like your own culture is invalidating you by saying, oh, you don't really like look like us. But then at the same time, other people are invalidating you by saying, no, like you don't really look like your own culture. You look like something else. So it's just like, I feel like that would be a really hard experience. Yeah, definitely. And like growing up, I never felt white enough or I never felt Filipino enough. So I was just always in this middle ground. And that's like something my siblings and I can both like, can all uh, relate to how like we never feel like we're fitting in on either side. So that's something that like kind of brings us together in that sense, being like all mixed race. But yeah, so it's it's been really hard to try and like figure out who I am while also like trying to understand and trying to make other people understand who I am as well in that sense Mm -hmm. so like as well as having like cultural like issues I'm I also like I'm on a journey of self-discovery it's just like it's a lot and to have people just always assume I'm a race that I'm not or just Mm -hmm. like yeah, invalidate my culture as a whole is not helpful at all. Right. I feel like a big part of like being a teenager is figuring out like who you are as a person, right. how you like identify and everything. Yeah. And to have people constantly invalidating yes. the one like part of your identity you feel <laughs> set on. Yeah. It's really like frustrating. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is more specific to me, but like there's a weird like family dynamic for me. So my like my dad and his like Filipino side aren't like on the best of terms so like there's another disconnect there like with me and my heritage Mm -hmm. so that's even more frustrating because I feel like I'm never like Filipino enough like I'm Mm -hmm. never you know whatever like I don't know the language I don't know all the foods like it's it all it always makes me feel really bad like I always feel really really bad about that I don't know why I don't know why I feel bad but I do like it's 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 frustrating not to know like I don't know like the traditions that you come from and yeah like, more about your family when like everyone else does you know exactly yeah yeah and it's interesting how you're saying like you don't feel white enough and you don't yeah. feel Filipino enough um a term that came to mind when you thought when you brought that up uh was just like whitewashed I feel yes. like so often people oh will be God. like you're so whitewashed like yeah Okay, yeah. well, I am white. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, like, my sister used to call call me whitewashed all the time growing up. And that was, like, my biggest insecurity all the time was, like, being, like, a basic white girl, even mm-hmm. though I was half Filipino. And it was, like, it sucked because all my friends were white mm-hmm. and they were all basic white girls. So, like, <laughs> why can't I? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, it's just, like, like, trying – even – Back then, like back in middle school when I was like trying to fit this like white girl stereotype, even though I was very obviously not a white girl, like it was just like I stuck, I stood out like a sore thumb. Like you could just obviously see that I just didn't fit like the standard that everyone else was fitting. And that's just like, oh God, it was, it was such a struggle for me. And like, 
my earlier, like, I don't know, I guess my tween years to, like, deal with that and try to cope with that. But I think I'm, like, moving forward and just accepting who I am as yeah. a person, you know? Yeah. I, I hope. I think I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so this has been brought up on a previous episode for those of you who listen. Um, but our school has a ton of different multicultural clubs. Right. Um, and, you know, for me as like a biracial person, I never felt like comfortable participating in them just because <laughs> I just like don't feel black enough to do it. And I was yeah. just like wanted to hear your two cents on that. Like, how do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah. So there is like an I think it's an Asian American cultural club at our school. And I was actually really excited when they started, like when they started like advertising for it or when they made it. But it was really weird how that club was made because they specifically reached out to students. Like it's a student organized group. So they specifically reached out to like Asian students to join the club and like get more members and everything. But like no one ever reached out to me. And I was like, oh my God, they think I'm Hispanic. So. A, that was a deterrent for me. Yeah. And then B, one of the people who like runs the club, one of the students, I was having con- a conversation with them just like about being Asian in general and like Asian culture. And they actually told me, they're like, well, you're not really Asian. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> what? They were like, well, you're not like Japanese or Korean or Chinese. So you're not like really Asian. I was like, well, my family's, like, from the continent of Asia. Yeah. Like, the Philippines are in Asia. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I guess, but you're not, like, whatever. You're, like, an islander. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So, off the bat, I did not feel welcome in that club. Yeah. But um, there are, like, yeah, there's, like, um, one club that is, like, that is for, like, all different types of, like, minority students. And, yeah, I always felt like I was never Filipino enough to join that club. I always felt like I would be out of place because I would be out of place. And I think one time I actually did go to one of those club meetings and oh my God, I was so just not, I did I did not fit in. Yeah. It was not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in my experience, it's a little bit different. People reach out to me asking really? me to come. Yeah. And I just like don't feel like I should. Like, I don't know how to right. explain it. It's not that I don't like feel like, I just don't feel like I'm the right person to be in that club because right. I don't really connect with my culture in that sense. Right. Um, no, I totally understand that. So yeah. it's just like, it's a weird place to be in, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that we both share that not a lot of people like understand. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny because like I, I, whenever I'm around my white friends, like I always make like Asian jokes or something or like, oh, you hate me because I'm a minority. Like something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like I can always make those jokes, but like, I don't know. I... I just have never felt like fully connected to my culture mm-hmm. and that is something that I like really regret and that I think about all the time that like that just sucks for me. You yeah. Know? So since growing up in a white community, has it ever felt like there was a pressure to fit in with people which deterred you from exploring your culture? Yeah, um, I think honestly one of the like biggest examples of that is when I first moved to this uh, to this neighborhood. So I used to live um, outside of Chicago, so with like a way more diverse community. Like I was surrounded by like minorities every day and that was just my normal. But then I moved 
to this white suburb Mm -hmm. when I was eight years old. And right off the bat, like, the first thing that I noticed that, like, set me apart from my peers, um, we had to wear these uniform shirts, these white uniform shirts. And, like, right, the one thing I remember from my first day of school at my new school was realizing, like, how different or, like, the contrast between my white shirt and my dark skin and then seeing how my classmates, like, white skin and their white shirts were, like, coherent Mm -hmm. and how... I just stuck out so much and how it was just like so different and so like from then on I always tried to not be as tan as I was so Mm -hmm. I was I would always like go in the shade during the summer and like always like try not to be as tan as I was because then I wouldn't stick out as much so I think like that's just an example of like my younger self just trying to fit in with the white people around me mm-hmm. and just trying to like push back my cultural identity or just the way that I look to fit in with those people and that is something I do regret and now I'm like oh my god yay I get so tan and now I like yeah. make fun of my white friends because they burn. don't yeah they burn <laughs> they don't tan and I like I love being tan now and it's like a I love you know whatever yeah so I think that's definitely like shown some growth in mm-hmm. my life but that's just an example of like how I was so deterred from like exploring my culture because of just being surrounded by a very very white population. Despite growing up in a white community have you ever felt like a connection with another like minority student or something? Yeah so strangely enough there were actually like six other Filipino kids in six. Yeah I know all six in my um my private school which was a very surprising thing. <laughs> yeah and like it makes sense like a lot of filipino people live in chicago mm-hmm. so like the suburbs obviously but um yeah so it was really nice to grow up with those people and like we always t- <laughs> and like have experiences like we always took like a filipino picture at like graduation or like mm-hmm. like the sixth grade dance or something like that like it was really nice to like connect with those people even though i was the only person that was half white in that group yeah. like still even with like those people i still felt out of place because mm-hmm. they were all full filipino so like it's just another instance of me not fitting in which is great yeah but um yeah so it was actually really nice to like find to like confide in those people mm-hmm. when I felt like I was like deterrent or like when I felt like I was disconnected from my culture because I could always say like oh I, no I have Filipino friends like yeah guys come on it's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but um like the issue with that though is that one of my white friends was like ugh, I hate when you guys make Asian jokes all the time. Or, like, why do you guys always take Asian pictures? Like, isn't that, like, reverse racism? And I was... See, that's just, like... Yeah. (laughs) Something that is, like, a very... Something I experience very often Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this community. Yeah. So, yeah. So, just, like, having, like, something that I can, like, be proud of and, like, just, like, I don't know be with people of my own culture and then just to have someone tear that down like that's just like I don't know that just goes to show what it's like growing right. up with a white majority when when you brought up that story it came to mind mm-hmm. a time in my middle school when oh, um, <laughs> there was an incident with a different black student at the school yeah. and they kind of gathered together the four black kids in the school oh, <laughs> in no. our grade and 
we, you know, we just talked with the administrators about like yeah. what they can be doing better and kind of what you said about feeling, you know, included in the group, but also yeah. ostracized because you're right. bi- race, biracial. I felt kind of like out of place. Like I didn't like deserve to be there because, you know, I like enjoy activism. Like I want to improve yeah. the experience for other people, but at right. the same time, like I feel out of place doing it. Right. <laughs> so, like right. I feel like someone else should be doing it, <laughs> but like not because I'm like, don't want to do it, but just yeah. because it feels like. Like, I'm not, like, black enough to advocate for all of right. black people. <laughs> but then hearing yourself say that out loud, like, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's just, like, saying all of this out loud just makes me realize, like, how just, like, insane it is to not feel, like, one race enough to do something. Like, that's, like, insane, but it's the life that we live because we've grown up this way and that we've, like, programmed our brains to be like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Like, you're not, you're not like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's insane. I know. (laughs) Um, And I know you have quite a bit of experience with activism. And um, have you ever felt, like, that way where, like, you wanted to do something but you didn't feel like it was your place, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... That happened when there was a lot of Asian American hate after the uh, pandemic started. Mm -hmm. So there was like a lot of just racism towards Chinese people Mm -hmm. in America and just Asian people in general. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was actually a protest in our town about it. And I felt weird going because I was like, well, I don't look Asian. So it would be weird if I went like Mm -hmm. something like exactly like that, which sounds so stupid now that I say it out loud. Like it doesn't matter, you know, right. If you believe in something, then you should just go and show your belief for it. Right. Like, I don't know why we're so focused on that. I know. And if you think about it, like, even if I like don't identify as a certain like race or group or whatever, right. I still advocate for that. Exactly. So why can't I do it for myself? Exactly. <laughs> like it just <laughs> seems like it seems so wrong. Right. But for some reason it's right. I know, I know. And it's just it's just the way we've been living and it's just the way that we are taught to live. Right. Because we've just grown up that way. And then it's it sucks and we should mm-hmm. definitely change that. But it's just I don't know, just like sharing that experience. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of going in a little bit of a different direction, mm-hmm. but um, as someone who has one white parent, mm-hmm. has it ever felt as though like you're not fully understood, like even by your own parents? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So I mostly spend my time with my white mom instead of my Filipino dad. So it's kind she just doesn't get it sometimes Mm -hmm. like she um it's really funny like my mom really tries to be like to learn everything she can about my culture like for example um my family always makes lumpia which is like filipino egg rolls Mm -hmm. for like big holidays or something and so you have to like hand roll the egg rolls and then fry them and everything so i sit in a circle with like my lola which is my grandma and then my aunt my sister and like we like learn about like the Philippines and like how my grandma grew up and everything and my mom sits there with us and she tries to roll the egg rolls and hers are always the ones that break yeah. when they're frying and they're always like she takes the longest to roll them mm-hmm. but it's 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 nice that she tries yeah I really appreciate that honestly but like she just does not 
get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I always joke that <laughs> whenever I, like, go to the grocery store with her, it looks like she kidnapped me. Or it looks like I'm adopted or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just absolutely look nothing like her. And she just, I don't know, she just doesn't understand that that's, like, something that affects me mm-hmm. a lot. Because, like, whenever there's, like, a party or something, I'm always and I'm with my friends, I say, like, oh, there's my mom. They're, like, that's your mom? Yeah. Because she's, like, five inches shorter than me, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> pale as a ghost. Yeah. Like, completely different people. Like, yeah. literally do not look related in any way. Um, yeah, so that's, like, something that I just deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. But she also just, like, doesn't really understand just, like, the things that I go through. Like, I don't know. I just... I don't know if I would ever feel comfortable, like, talking to her about these kinds of struggles because mm-hmm. she just, as a white person, I just don't think she would get it. Yeah. And also, I don't know if I would feel comfortable talking to my dad about it because he's full Filipino and he wouldn't understand, like, the half minority thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's a really complicated dynamic, I guess, and it's just... It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I feel like most, even in like our white community, most minorities um, who aren't biracial, they go home and they have a yeah, community of exactly. people who understand them, yeah. who feel the same way, right. who share like the same culture. Because being biracial is almost like its own separate yeah. thing. Because <laughs> yeah. the experience is just so different. Because exactly. like you and I, we go home, but we're still like, yeah, there's different still, than everyone. <laughs> there's still a divide. Even exactly. Everywhere we go, there's always a divide. Mm-hmm. And even in ourselves, there's a divide. Like, it's just constantly feeling like you're not in the right place, which is so difficult to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Um, Juliet, thank you so much for coming. Of course, yeah. I had a great time talking about this, and I'm actually so excited that I get to talk about this with someone who does understand these experiences. So, no, thank you for having me. I had so much fun with this, and um, (laughs) yeah, really appreciate you coming and helping me out. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate everyone for sticking it out. I know I've been a little MIA recently. I just got kind of busy, but um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Check us out on Instagram at 84%. There's going to be a poll on there looking for a little bit of feedback. I really appreciate if people could fill that out, um, as well as follow and share um, so we can grow our community. Thank you so much. Um, Tune in next time.